Now you see, normally it's live from 215, but today I'm live from Brooklyn. I'm with my good fella, True Hills, Jobber Tears. How y'all feeling today? Let y'all know, let y'all know. Let's state your name, gangster. Let them know what it is, man. I could I could do it, but man, listen, man, I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Dre, it's Dre. Jobber Tear, um, yeah, real Jobber Tear, True Hill Security. <laughs> And we got from True Hill Heat from the True Hills group page SP3. So, holla, we are on Russell Cave. Listen, man, first and foremost, I mean, what's good? Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Um, damn, man, it's just let's just them from um New Orleans, man. I, I kind of met you in a in the airport there. We had our titles out, man. That, that was that was that was dope. Um. Who would have thought that we would be here at the, at this day in Brooklyn for a uh, takeover? How you feeling today? How y'all, how y'all feeling about this weekend? Yeah, um, this is actually my first takeover, so you know I'm I'm pretty hype about it. Yeah. So you know I know remember we we met back in in New Orleans at the Philly airport. Mm-hmm. You know it's funny how things just you know just yeah. happen out the blue, bro. And we here now, bro. We ran into um, each other in Nola like three or four times. Yeah. Different times. And that's how it be. You meet yeah. you meet certain people, and you know you, you become you become family friends. Yeah. And you know you all there for you know that you know the wrestling, it brings people together more than more than any sport. You know I, I totally believe so. You know even SP over here, I, I didn't even know that y'all was you know as tight as y'all was. You know what I'm saying somehow some way like I was maintaining the relationship with both of y'all at the same time, and, and now we here. You know what I'm no, saying. We- <laughs> we together half the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know the funny thing about that is that you know, I think love. St- um, when we went to Love Story, the I think it was the day before the, WrestleMania. The, yeah, the day before we were all leaving for WrestleMania. You know, that's the first time me and Sid met in person. We was always talking in the chat. We was cool in the chat in our little chat. But we first time met meeting in person was there, and then you know in Nola. We decided, like, yo, let's just go do lunch because, you know, other things I was going on, but we just went to, to do lunch. We got tight. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the rest is history. Now, explain, explain, like, True Hills. How was True Hills? Um, well, well, basically, True Hills was an idea that came about between me and a group of my friends. Like, we've been going to wrestling events for a number of years. Like, a lot of my friends... Uh, a couple of them, their first event was like uh, One Night Stand in 2005. So you can imagine that's a mm-hmm. big event to be- to make your first ever yeah. wrestling event. So they kind of like bonded over that. Me, myself, I kind of been to like WWE events and stuff like that. But my real like going to live events regularly was like ROH. So I kind of brought that crew into like the ROH, going to the New York Manhattan Center events. And we used to go to then the Philly events. And then the Philly events was even more crazy in ECW Arena. And and we just had this kind of following any crowd we went to we kind of made our mark it was like the loudest making our chants and stuff so we kind of want to be known as something so we kind of made ourselves the true heels because we always loved like the the best heels and whatever company it was like i remember when christopher daniels was one of the most hated guys in roh me and my boys would be like yo christopher daniels the man yo fuck everybody else christopher daniels the man uh, my, my gimmick with christopher daniels and kaz is when they team up together i, I just go on on in on christopher daniels he's awesome he's amazing and kaz he aight yeah. 
So yeah, so so you you know you know the True Hills. We just we just made our our presence known at these events. So we kind of wanted to make it our own and make our own thing. So we kind of developed like a little following and a, more of a following with like a group of people and a group of wrestling fans. And really, like the True Hills motto is just being a true wrestling fan. But in this day and age, and when you want to express your opinion and your opinion is not fact, but it's how you feel, and you got to be strong and passionate about it, and that's what True Heels is all about, because you you can't be a true wrestling fan nowadays. You have to be a true heel, because that's the only way you're able to express yourself and be confident in what you're saying. So that's what the True Heels motto is all about, and we started this group last year around WrestleMania 33. Uh, since then, we've kind of developed. We have two two and a half thousand followers on uh facebook we got a couple of more on twitter we got subscribers for a true heel heat uh youtube page which is our podcast that started up on facebook live we went live yes yes we started live one year ago right after uh SummerSlam in 2017 uh we've had 15 episodes since then we've been to brooklyn we've been in philly we've been in new orleans we like i met you in new orleans we did our podcast out there we had a match in new orleans you could check that out on the true hill heat youtube channel so true hill heat is really like the true hills coming together and making their own show and i kind of view it as uh first take meets woke culture and being the elite so it's it's a debate show but we mix in the storylines and we bring in the story like he says he comes from the jobber tears podcast i've been on there and i've done a storyline with them i'm victorious 2-0 and after last night at jobber slam against sir wilkins so this is what it's all about it's all about having fun and living that wrestling lifestyle let me just make one thing clear i love jobber tears i love them to death mm-hmm. shout out to um janelle mm-hmm. wilkins mr black yep. But deep down in my heart, I'm always going to be a true hill. <laughs> <laughs> always going to be a true hill. Yeah, I'm true hill security. I'm going to look. Like, exactly. Like being faith and, you know, the, the guy who employed me is, you know, yeah. here, what I look like. like. <laughs> hey, man, I love I love uh, hills. Since since we're talking about hills, I always love hills. I feel like hills is it's, it's easy for them to express themselves. It's, it's, uh, it's easier to, you know, get involved and be invested in a hill character because you know their tactics and their things and you know being today it's saturday i I would say this morning time i was the i was the the most number one notorious hill this morning if you if you ask around (laughs) get that real heat (laughs) that free promotion Yeah, people name dropping, people posted about me. They they don't even post. They not even in, in the actives. But yeah, <laughs> it's something like what we say in our group. Like you can't listen that clowns are gonna be clowns. Clowns are gonna do clown shit. Mm-hmm. And since none of us is a part of the circus, yeah. we don't need to be involved in that. Bro. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, you know, Jay Z said it. Same night, same fight. But one of our cats ain't saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's different when you watch it on TV and you're actually in the arena. You know what I'm saying? Was, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn boy for real. I need give me give me a do rag, some some uh, some trees while I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? I definitely wear the do rag back to the crib. <laughs> I'm on my beanie seagull shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm safe. I'm safe from Brooklyn right now, right? <laughs> but um, damn, how y'all feeling about the card though tonight though? 
Brooklyn, like like uh, Dre said, this is his uh, first. This is my fourth. I've been to all four Takeover Brooklyn's, and I gotta say, this is probably like one of the best cards since like the first one in my eyes. Because all these matches have been building up for a very long time. You got Kyrie versus uh, Shayna Baszler, which started off in the finals of the May Young Classic. You got uh, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era, who are one and one. They've been trading off the tag team titles. Just got five stars on NXT TV. Uh, you got uh, Cole and Ricochet. They started off feuding in uh, New Orleans in that ladder match. You got Gargano and Ciampa, who have been feuding for two years. So yeah, yeah. The, the card is just stacked from top to bottom. All these matches are going to be great. And I'm really looking forward for like that Cole and Ricochet. That Cole and Ricochet might steal the whole weekend in my eyes. You know, I agree 100% with everything that you just said. I feel like this is probably one of the best takeover cards that I've seen in a long time. We were just talking about it in the group chat. Like we had, um, we was ranking out the top five pay per views in the last couple years, and most of the things on everybody's list, they had about two or three takeovers. It was no less than three takeovers in everybody's top five. So just to say that, you know, the takeover product is, you know, as much as some of the people on the main roster probably don't want to admit it, um, takeover is is up there as one of the, you know the top pay per views anywhere right now and they don't get as much time as you know the main roster the main roster gets six seven hours they get two three hours they get two and a half hours <laughs> no pre-show just two and a half hours and like I was, and it's been said before i've heard it like online before like takeover people don't realize like if you've just been watching wrestling now i've been watching wrestling for almost 30 years takeovers like a takeover new orleans is probably one of the best events wwe has ever put on ever Ever like it doesn't it's not just the best one of the last decade. It's not just the best one of 2018 These are some of the best cards ever take over Brooklyn the first one one of the best cards ever you have Bailey and Sasha Which in my eyes is still the greatest women's matchup in WWE history So you have such these great matchups you have perfect like setting for it The crowd is always hype the environment is always there We always get the surprises with whoever's in ringside You know the potential for Matt Riddle the bro the king of the bros to be ringside tonight is very huge I I saw him at Progress uh, just last week, and I told him I took a picture with him, and I was like, "Hey, I'll see you in New I'll see you in Brooklyn." And, <laughs> and he just smiled. It was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so he exactly. exactly. He knows exactly. We're gonna see him front row. Keep your piss clean too. Like that. <laughs> Keep your kids. They drug test in WWE and NXT. <laughs> thirty days. <laughs> yeah, thirty days. <laughs> yeah, I was I was daring um. And uh, New Orleans, and I, I fucking lost my voice um, in, in that crowd. Uh, I'm interested to see how Brooklyn is tonight. How is Brooklyn? How, what is the feeling? What should I expect tonight um, in this environment? It's going to be a zoo. Like, straight up, it's, it's going to be a zoo. If you've never experienced a Brooklyn crowd for anything, whether it's any sporting event, any music, just anything, Brooklyn crowds are usually the most liveliest crowds right next to Philly crowds. Mm -hmm. And you know how you guys get down in Philly. Like, yeah. I've seen y'all just take over a whole pay-per-view one time. Yeah. So, like, yeah, tonight is, is going to be epic. It's going to be special. It's, yeah. it's going to be real special. Who are you looking forward to seeing the most tonight? You know what? I'm a big fan of storytelling. So, of course, the main event tonight, Champion Gargano. Gargano, sorry, apologize. Um, just how they've told the story without making it stale, 
it's hard to keep a story going for two years consecutive, especially after one of them gets injured. After Champa got injured and was off for a while, for him to come back and they continue the feud as if nothing happened and it still goes by smooth, that's the type of sp- storytelling I like to see. Like, I like to see play out. And for me personally, I don't, you know, I'm not like, oh, I hope the face win, I hope the heels win, the heel win. You know, I'm just, like I said, a good fan of storytelling. And if, you know, the end of the story is tonight and they tell it right, I'm happy. Do you right? think it's over tonight? Um, it, I think it should be over tonight unless some they swerve us and have some type of surprise. But I think tonight should be the end of it. I don't think any of them are rushing to the main roster. I just think they're probably going to put it on hold for a little while, depending on who wins, and we'll see where it goes from there. Now, if Johnny wins tonight, will it be underwhelming to you if he wins tonight? If the story isn't told correctly? Because I feel like I feel like Mania should be the time where he's crowned. In, in New York City, actually. That's a good point. Uh, that is a good point. I'll, I'll pass it over to Sid. I mean, like like I said, this whole story's been building for two years because if you remember Brooklyn 2, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 was DIY's arrival when they versed uh, a revival at uh, NXT Brooklyn 2. And that was, yeah, that was the start of their great rivalry with the revival. So this whole culmination of everything, I think it's more appropriate for it to end here. I think Johnny Gargano is going to get called up. I don't know if he should go to kind of SmackDown or Raw. You know, in my mind of minds, I say everybody should go to SmackDown because they're probably better off because SmackDown is a lot more watchable than Raw. But Raw needs a guy like Johnny Gargano. Like Raw, the best, the worst thing that happened to Monday Night Raw was during the Superstar Shakeup is that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan stayed on SmackDown and not one of them went to them went to Raw. It's really hurt Raw. Raw has no one that you can root for. You got Smiling Baylor. You got the, the, the truest of heels, Roman Reigns, as the bi- number one babyface. And it's Seth Rollins, when he, when they finally give him a main event spot, they put over a clock. So it's like the the fans are never are never pleased, and they need someone that they can get behind again. And I feel like Johnny Gargano getting called up to Monday Night Raw is that someone that they can get behind on Monday Night Raw. So. Johnny Gargano, he needs to lose here. We need we need our, our horrible ending. We need a true heel to stand tall at the end of TakeOver Brooklyn 4 and Tommaso Ciampa hold on to that title. You see Ciampa wave goodbye, right? Yes. He's, he's definitely losing. I don't think he should go to uh, Raw right now. I feel like if you – depending on Alistair's injury, Alistair can pop up on Raw. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Alistair's mm-hmm. injured, so mm-hmm. that's – I don't know how. I don't know how injury he is. It, how long? How do? You, what is the extent of his injury? A grind injury. I mean, fans online been over exaggerating, saying he got an exploded crotch from uh, Champa busting his uh, grind. But uh, it's not that bad. But it's a serious grind injury. He's gonna be out for maybe like a month, maybe two. So I can see, I can see. But I, the the whole reasoning that I think that he might stay in NXT and Gorgano might get called up is the fact that they did that whole angle with the parking lot. 
setting up an angle for when he returns. So they want to set up a match for when he returns. So he's going to be in NXT a little bit longer than what we thought. So they need someone like a Johnny Gargano, who is main eventing his fourth takeover in a row. Four takeovers in a row. Three out of the, the, the first three that he just main evented got five stars from, from horrible, drunken, rude, and should shut his mouth and shut off his Twitter fingers, Uncle Dave. Quit the liquor. This is why this is why we need to take over the culture. Um we we're not we're not gonna disrespect anything that happened in the past. We respect it, but it's at a point where, you know, the world is at a different place. It's more honest, it's more open, it's more diverse, you know. We're here. It's real motherfuckers in the wrestling world now. This ain't this ain't the this ain't the same shit. This ain't little Bobby that loves re- nah, we we older now, we know what's going on. Um, and we've been watching this shit our whole lives, so we know what the fuck we're talking about. You know what I mean? I took a hiatus, but once you're a wrestling fan, you're always a wrestling fan. Like me and him, like we discuss. What I think is going to happen is, I think with the deals that's coming with the with the Fox channels, I think they're actually going to get a slot on one of those the F the FS1. I think that's coming, and I think NXT, I think NXT um, UK is going to slide. And be on the network now So with that being said Guys like Tommaso Guys like Johnny Guys like Velveteen Dream They need to stay their ass in NXT They don't need to go to the main roster I don't want to see new faces up there Just because Because Vince don't know what the fuck to do with them At all You got Bobby Roode He's in a feud with Mojo And Mojo got more momentum than Bobby Roode You You got Sanity up there taking L's You got of the characters in NXT. Like, Bobby Roode is one of the best heels NXT has ever had, and Vince McMahon was like, no, the fans cheer his song, so he he should be a face. He was one of the best heels TNA had at one point in time. Yeah, yeah, and he can work as a face, but you can't make him, oh, he's a face because he says glorious. That's literally, like, uh, that's all I've learned in the first six months of Bobby Roode being on the main roster is that he's just a face because he says glorious. Right. It's been a, no, it's actually been a year. I thought it's been six months, but he's been on the main yeah. roster for a oh year. God. He came, he got called up to SmackDown after uh, SummerSlam last year. Yeah. God, yeah. That's terrible. Yes. Really? Listen, the only person that moved up and we knew exactly why they were there and they stayed the same was Cian Amos. And I've been a Cian Amos fan since day one. They got they have to. He's he's undeniable talent. But but they kept him the same. You think about the bar. They were they were stuck in limbo with their visa. They they shouldn't have never left Raw. We would have still had a tag division on Raw. AOP should have kept their manager. They don't have a manager. They don't have no fucking identity. Fucking uh, Matt Hardy is gone. Uh, he's he's with Jason Jordan. They're in the back looking for a job. Jason might not come back. Yeah, I think, I think, I think your face is already there. I think the face that you're looking for is already there. It's a very, what have you done for me lately? So it's the fact that these guys that you're saying, they're all very talented, don't get me wrong, but the WWE has not cared about them or their creative has not cared about them for so long that it makes the fans not care about them. Like, who? Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre. 
Drew, Drew. I love, I, love, I love me some Drew, and I was just about to bring up his counterpart, Dolph Ziggler. Is 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 the he's the number one example to me when it comes to somebody that creative didn't care about for so long that has made me not give up. I don't care no one bit about Dolph Ziggler. All I feel is that he's a cardboard sandwich next to a hot plate. That's Drew McIntyre, and he's trying to say, "Oh, I'm a hot, I'm a sandwich too." No, you nigga, that's the sandwich. You are cardboard. You are not a sandwich. You are stale. Right, and you know that might happen anytime within the next couple months. Yeah, you know, with all this stuff talk going on about um Dolph contract and everything like that, mm-hmm. you know how WWE moves. Like, all right, so you feel like leaving? We got you. We yeah. got something for you. But just as we speak about Drew, just the fact that he told himself that he was going to get back to where he belonged. Like, if you think about it, how many years ago did, did um, they fire him? This was, like, 2011 or 2013 or yeah. something like that. Between, sometime between that time frame, he made his name bigger on the independent scene. He, he touched down for a little bit of impact. He made impact a little bit more watchable at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when he came back to NXT, it was a buzz about him. It was a bigger buzz than when he when he was first around as, you know, the chosen one, Vince's chosen one. And, you know, I don't think he was ready for that spotlight at that first time around. But now when you see him, that looks like your star right there. That looks like someone you're going to have going against some of your top names. You can have him go against your um, your Roman Reigns, your Braun Strowman's, your um, Samojo was still on Raw. You you. Put, potentially put him against Joe, um, him versus Ziggler. I get, I think Ziggler can get a good match, a very good match yeah. out of him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, again, with Seth was dope. yeah, his match was his match with Seth was dope. Um, I just think he needs, you know, he needs the opportunity again. Yeah. And once he gets that opportunity, strap the rocket, bro. You got me thinking here, because with the landscape of Raw. It's perfect for the Undisputed Era just to slide right into that mix mm-hmm. and run shit. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's it's a tag team. It's no tag team division. Yeah. You know, people are going to cheer Adam. He's going to be a tweener. He's he's going. I mean, he's going to be a hill. People are going to love to hate him, but it's going to love him. Back, so Ambrose back. came back. Yeah. So I mean, that changed the dynamics of everything until hopefully Ambrose turn hill Sunday, um, since he's in Seth's corner. I honestly, I honestly don't think that they should do it that early. They they need to build to that, and Dean needs to turn on Seth after he wins the title. I think Sunday Seth wins the Intercontinental Championship, and it's because Drew uh, Dean helps him, and then eventually he'll turn on him. But I don't think it should happen on Sunday. I think I need to see that built a little bit longer, so you know they can have their proper WrestleMania match yeah. that everybody's been talking about. They need that. So I wouldn't turn them to probably like, let's say, sometime after, you know, what's the pay-per-view in November? Um, Survivor, Survivor Series, right? Yeah. They can be on a team, the Survivor Series team, 
Yeah, Roman Reigns on Team Two. Oh, the Shield is back, and then and, his turn and they never really got their Shield reunion. They they, they every time they thought they had their Shield reunion, something went wrong. You had uh, Roman getting sick. Yeah, Roman got died, and then uh, Dean got injured. So they need to to capitalize on the Shield reunion for a little bit. And I think that that's a great idea. Putting Undisputed Era on Monday Night Raw, that's gonna put them over immediately because Undisputed Era defeating the Shield, they're made men. I agree. I just, my guy Casey has this thing with WWE. WWE, a little too late. Because sometimes they do. Even when Seth came back and Seth was fucking getting cheered like a motherfucker. They had a vignette. They had they had his documentary, all this shit. And then they made him go out, cut a promo, get heat for no particular reason. And then try to get it back and it didn't work. And then it finally worked with the burn it down in a video game. And then he wrestled for 60 minutes and let me know that he still had it. And then he's been on a roll ever since. I'm just worried that they're going to wait too long with the Dean shit. Dean just came back with his Tommaso Ciampa look with the, with the haircut, the shit cut off, all husky. He looked like he ready to whoop some ass. And he don't really give a fuck who it is at this point. I'm looking at him and Seth standing next to each other. It's like Seth don't even see it coming. But at the same time, in his absence, Seth did so much and became the man again. And he also had a tag team partner, like as soon as Dean as soon as Dean went down. Yeah. So these are some things that he could use. If they really want to shake shit up at SummerSlam, I feel like they need to do it because people are not expecting it. If they want that shock value. It's certain shit that's happening in New Japan. They're selling out Madison Square Garden. WWE couldn't sell it out with Taker on the card. And they have that shock value. Make him turn heel with the Dean is in my corner phrase. That was like, uh. only, only reason, another reason why I don't think it should happen. Like I said, I think it's too early. But number one, there's never going to be two heel turns in one night. So I'm already predicting a heel turn at SummerSlam, and it's going to be in the SmackDown Women's Championship when Becky Lynch turns heel on Charlotte and becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So Dean can hold off for a little while. They need to shake up that Becky Lynch has been on the cuffs of being a main star and separating herself from the pack that is the four horsewoman. She needs that big moment like that. So I think that that she is more in need of a heel turn than Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose just got that that return pop. He can live off that return pop for a month or two or three. So so he can be on that and then we can build to him turning heel on Seth. But your boy is 100% right. WWE they're always too late. And the minute you said that, I just had bad memories yeah. thinking about freaking <laughs> WrestleMania and why I had to sit through a 10-minute pre-match and a 3-minute freaking boring-ass, slow-ass match with three or four botches between The Undertaker and John Cena because you people can't get enough of The Undertaker. I'm sick of this shit. I'm been sick of that shit. Shit just feels... Yeah. So strongly about the Undertaker, it's it's not it's not even funny. Like I love Taker, but again, like we speak about it, it's just like, bro, it's done. But Seth Rollins, you know, exactly. funny thing, you wanna know the funny thing? There was an article that just came out, and that was talking about oh maybe Roman versus The Rock for next year's Mania. Seth was like, you know, how can we become those new icons if you keep bringing them back? Exactly. Like, how can Seth Rollins be the new Seth Rollins if you keep bringing, you know, oh, we need Taker, we need Rock, we need such and such. 
No, like these guys are capable of putting on matches. Those names are just names. But if you really want true entertainment value in the ring, out the ring, promo wise, you gotta build these people from the ground up. Like, it's it's no point. That's like having, you know, it's one thing to have one of the main roster people um, on an NXT show and show up, but that's fine because you see them all the time already. But not somebody you haven't seen in like three or four years, exactly. main event, main a show yeah. who's way past their prime. Yeah, right. you got to think about that with, like, the whole WrestleMania main event. Like, the last time they had two full-time stars in the main event of WrestleMania was Miz versus John Cena at WrestleMania 27. We've had Rock versus shout Cena. Out Miz, yeah, shout-out to the Miz, 100%, because he, he's held it he's held it down since then and came came back up. He's he's fallen and then rose back up from all of that. But Probably the best Intercontinental Champion in the past couple of years. In the past. Most, most definitely. Like, like top, top five probably all time at yeah, this point we're taking jericho out the list because you know jericho's probably the greatest intercontinental champion in, in a long he's time. he's won it the most that's yeah. most definitely true that's but right. like absolutely iwgp intercontinental champ but yeah it's kind of sad when you kind of think about it i was thinking about it the other day i have a video on our youtube channel true heel heat and we were talking about SummerSlam, and i said in a nutshell SummerSlam produces the better matchups because it gives people more of an opportunity that they don't get at WrestleMania because WrestleMania is all about the spectacle, is all about those big names, those star power. So those guys like AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk that have gotten opportunities in the main event at SummerSlam never get those in WrestleMania. So it's kind of it's kind of sad, but SummerSlam is really the pro wrestling fan WrestleMania because that's where the best matches tend to happen. I totally agree with everything you just said. The only thing I'm going to say, I feel like Becky Lynch will turn heel. I feel like Carmella will retain because I don't think both titles I don't think both titles are going to switch. Ronda is winning that belt and Ronda is going into Evolution as the champion. Becky can turn heel and then she can probably win it at Evolution. I think it would I think it would for that being as though that's next, that'll mean more than the actual SummerSlam. Have her get ticked off or whatever the case may be. Have Charlotte or someone do the work, and then she can Camilla can roll in and do her thing, get the pin. But I definitely, I definitely see that. Um, what else? What else is going on? Um, we talked about Seth. We talked about. Um, do you think Brock is rolling in the UFC with that um, fruit roll-up belt? I mean, I, I'm predicting for Roman Reigns to get the victory on Sunday. I mean, I do think that Brock Lesnar is going to work with the WWE and UFC. He's going to go in as a WWE superstar into the UFC Hall of Fame. But it's just so much that they ha- that is on chance. Like, it's just a chance that WWE can keep the Universal Championship on him and that the UFC will induct him to the Hall of Fame. There's a chance that he will be Universal Champion and UFC will allow him to verse Cormier for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. And then there's a chance that he can beat Cormier and he can be the Universal Champion and the UFC Champion at the same time. This is all hyperbole. This is all hypothetical. These are not things that are definite. There's no definite that he's going to be UFC Champion. There's no definite that he's even going to have a fight with Daniel Cormier because he's not out of that drug testing pool with the USDA. He just failed the drug test off his last fight. So there's just too much chance to it. And I think they need to move that title and stop holding the top title on Raw hostage. 
I forget that Raw has a title sometimes. Like, <laughs> when's the last time you really forgot that <laughs> a main show has a title? Like, the last time I can think of is when Brock took the Undisputed Championship to SmackDown. <laughs> and all all Raw had was the Intercontinental Championship at, at the time. Until, until Bischoff handed right. the world the, title. The world title. Triple H. Yeah. yeah. He handed it to him. <laughs> he handed it. Here. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the night he fought Flair. And, yeah, kind of legitimized the fact that he got the world title. But Let's start with the reign of terror. Yeah. <laughs> the reign of terror for yeah, sure. Thank God for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> thank God for Shawn Michaels, man. Thank God for Batista. He's and Batista, that, he's the one yes. that finally ended it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, SummerSlam predictions, right? Mm-hmm. You have any SummerSlam predictions for yourself? Like, you don't have to name, go down the card, but yeah, just a few matches. Gonna, you know, yeah. The conversation is flowing. It's genuine. You know, um, Becky Lynch turned hill. I think that's going to happen. The best feud as far as yeah, Raw? Going into SummerSlam. Out of, all, out of all the matches. The best feud. Shit. I mean, it's for the guy that he's not even, he don't even have a fucking match. The shit with Randy and, <laughs> and fucking Shinsuke and, and fucking Jeff. Like, the fuck is going on? Like I was saying, they don't future book shit. They book literally week to week. You know what I mean? It's like, he... Hard hitting question for Russell Cave and Ace Porter. Okay. Since we since you brought up Randy Orton, yeah. this is the this is the best question you're gonna get all weekend. Okay. Would you shake Randy Orton's dick hand? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> we, we, have a friend, we, have, oh, we have a particular friend. Who, Wow. We're not going to name him. Wow. That's a hard pause. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. We just got to make sure. No, I mean, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's back to his true essence cuz he was lost in the sauce. Um but I don't see where to like make it a triple threat if 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 that's the case, you know what I'm saying? Call it audible. I, I, I don't I, I don't get it. Oh shit. Oh man! Oh man! They had him hiding behind a curtain on SmackDown. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> with the hoodie on, with the with the hoodie with no sleeves on and shit. Right. I think they oh. were fighting their time until they signed Joey Ryan, and mm. we can have famous dick hand wrestlers. Yeah. Famous oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but right, I mean, but the <laughs> the most entertaining though. I'm fucking with the I'm fucking with the Seth and the Dean shit and the the Drew shit. I think that's I think that's the number one thing going on on Raw. This the Roman shit is very interesting for all the reasons that you just named. And their first match was amazing. Let's just haters leave the hate right there. Put the hate aside. The man has good matches. He's good in the ring. We're not talking about how he's being presented. By WWE and Vince, goddammit, in the back. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the actual matches. The match he had um, when my man saved the day. That was dope. That was a good match. Uh, had a fatal four away. That was that shit was crazy. I just watched that. Um, Saudi Ravers shit, I didn't really give a fuck about that. 
Um, I didn't. Give, I walked out on Mania. Um, I didn't really give a fuck about that either. The, yeah. The line was walked out on Mania. They were yeah. Yeah, cause yeah, I thought he was gonna. I, I feel. I feel like. WrestleMania was the closest thing to Goldberg and Brock Lesnar where at WrestleMania 20, where the fans didn't even give it a chance to be good. And like I, and I feel like the WrestleMania 31, the reason why that was good is because WWE didn't really try to make Brock hated. Like going into WrestleMania 34, they tried to create this little stigma and this little story that Brock didn't care about the fans. Brock didn't care about the title. So of course the fans are not gonna get behind Brock Lesnar. In lieu of Roman Reigns, I feel like more in 2015, they were aware that Roman Reigns was hated by the fans. So they were just like, okay, we're going to let you cheer Brock Lesnar. And that made for an awesome uh, crowd for that match. Yeah. And that's why that match probably was the best match that they've ever had is then, because of that. And then at the peak of that match, like you can hear people getting behind Roman a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, once you hear, you know, once they heard Seth Rollins' music, it was over. But, Absolutely. like, but um, even now, they had something on Raw this week. I don't watch it in oh full. My God. They had something on Raw this week, and they they botched it. They messed it up. They they made it like very intriguing and interesting, and just said, "No, we we gonna end this like we end every single Brock uh Roman segment on Monday Night Raw. It's gonna be Brock fucking up Roman." That's how every single segment has gone on since Wrestle since before WrestleMania is Brock beating up Roman Reigns. They don't make it any different. It could be a swerve. Why would you do that? Why would you have Paul leave that cliffhanger just to come out and and do that? I hope, I hope if it should be some type of a swerve. Why is AOP dressed just like Roman and they're not together? Doesn't make any sense. That'd be great Hill team. If you and if it you gives do it, an yeah, right yeah, and he can be their mouthpiece. We lit. We live from live from Airbnb. That also gives you another storyline with Seth and Dean. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. if you put Roman with AOP, you Seth and Dean like yo, we brothers. Yeah. You know, he's, get, get, he's getting too big. Getting too big for them. Right. He has the belt, and then he has you know these two big ass dudes with him. Yeah, he's straight. Well, what about the shield? What about the shield? Well, I never needed y'all. Right. But you know, it's so much things you can do with Roman. I, the problem is, I've never had a problem with Roman Reigns. Like, like we all can agree, he is probably the most one of the the. A really no. Let me not say the best out. He's a really good talent in the ring. Yeah. Um. He can tell a story in the ring. He can. He's not like flopping all over the place. He knows what he can do and he does it. He ch- doesn't try to do more than what he can do. In saying that, it's just like we were saying. Vince reacts off how we react. The crowd reacts. So if he hears that people are making noise. He's gonna be like, oh well. And he knows it's good noise. Yeah. So he's going to keep pushing him. So, I mean, um, in saying that with this upcoming match with uh, between Brock and Roman, I don't know which way it's going to go. I, you know, I don't have a real particular feeling about that match. They just need to do the right thing, whatever the right thing is. Everybody will feel that it was the right thing if it's done the right way. Yeah. If it's if it's done properly, it's gonna it's gonna get over with the fans, and I'm just gonna be happy regardless because 
no matter what, I'll be happy because people are going to be upset whether Brock wins or if Roman wins. The only way I'll be unhappy is if the most stale character on Monday Night Raw, and I this is a heated opinion. We talk about this on True Hill Heat. This is a heated opinion. The most stale character on Monday Night Raw is Braun Strowman. He's been doing the same thing for months. How many times can we see this guy flip something over? Like, it's it's done. And I'm sorry, he, what he's done to Kevin Owens, a great man, a great wrestler, a great father, it's 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 deplorable. You got Bailey and Sasha going to therapy, but Braun Strowman can flip over a man's car and physically and emotionally abuse him, and he do, does nothing, nothing. It's ridiculous. That's the worst buildup to any SummerSlam match, period. And then... <laughs> but the best build-up to any SummerSlam match, in my opinion, is Joe versus AJ. Because they learned from their lesson from AJ and Shinsuke at WrestleMania 34. They learned that it can't just be build-up. Oh, this is a dream match. Oh, this is just a great a great match that you want to see, guys. You saw it in a different company. We're going to put it out on WWE. They learned from their lesson, and they oh. actually created a rivalry. You sure they learned? Are you positive? I don't know yet. Oh, no. I don't know Listen, yet. you're giving him a little bit too the, much the credit there. The build up. Oh, oh, oh. The build up. Yeah. Oh, but um, to answer your question about what, probably what's the best feud going in, the the most natural feud of, of all of them, um, Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Only, only reason I didn't name them is because the creative team did nothing to help that rivalry for three weeks, and then the production team saved them in one week with that video packages on SmackDown. Yeah, that. 100% true with that. Like, I was wondering, like, what's going on? Who goes that? over? I say Miz. I say Miz. I love Daniel Bryan, but, you know, the heel in me, gotta say Miz. If Miz goes over, straight Daniel Bryan goes over, it's cool, too. You know, it's a good little pop for Daniel Bryan. But, you know, if Miz wins, I feel that that'll be the start of his eventual push again at some point in time. And that's where you get to Mania. Daniel Daniel needs to win that belt at Mania again for the second time for that combination. Because we didn't know we was ever going we didn't know we were ever going to get that again. Yeah. This doesn't need to happen. He doesn't need this win right now at 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 SummerSlam. I don't I don't think so. I personally don't think so. Some people feel as though he does need it. I feel as though he probably we don't know if he signed or not. All I know is this feud is not over. This is 8 years in the making and it's not over. I feel like they rushed it because they didn't know if he was going to sign or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if he does sign, he don't need to win. Yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Let's save something for Mania. Since it's going to be right here again. <laughs> even if he even if he didn't sign, I didn't think he I don't think he needs to win anyway. Right. Because if he doesn't win, you know, that just helps the Miz even more. Daniel Bryan's going to have a following regardless. Yeah. I don't think you're pushing it. Like he has, he has a CM Punk type following, and whatever he does, everybody just seems like, yay, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't really. Daniel Bryan can go through every match for the next month, month and a half, the next two months, and everyone's gonna be like, it's still Daniel Bryan. I don't care. So. Who y'all got taking that belt off of AJ? My man, Joe. He needs it. Joe, Joe needs it. Joe, I can see be, being the guy that beat AJ for the title, but I don't see it happening at SummerSlam. I think it happens next month. I think he's breaking. I think he's breaking the record for the uh, the, the Punk. For 
I think the real. No, the real, not not the not the bullshit, not the. He broke it. No. It's the, it's the longest reigning world champion of the modern era, yeah. and that's what Brock Lesnar was. He broke it. It's been broken. It's done. And it's technically not the done. WWE. He doesn't have any it's, WWE it's, title record. The, yeah. the, uh, Punk has Punk held it seven years. No, that's the record. No. Nobody gonna hold it. Yeah. Nobody gonna hold that belt for seven years. Exactly. If anybody hold that belt any longer than what Lesnar has. And only defend it ten times. Like I'm flipping the table. Like I've, I've Lesnar. I've been critical of Lesnar, but I can't be critical of something that creative is like. Yeah, this may be a good idea. Like, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into gripes over something that creative fell ass backwards into because they had no plans to have Brock Lesnar Universal Champion this long. They wanted right. Roman to win at WrestleMania 34, and, and they like, fell ass not. backwards into breaking <laughs> CM Punk's record, which I am so happy because CM Punk doesn't deserve it. Yeah. He doesn't. But I what, said it. I said what I said. He, see, I'm about to start putting copyrights on my words. <laughs> but uh, in terms of um, Samoa Joe, I think um, Joe would be a perfect heel champion. Yeah. And to have, you know, baby faces chasing him. Because he's, like, he's want, he's what Vince wants in a champion. But, like, Joe's fat. You know, Vince don't have the soft spot for fat people like that. So, but, you know, Joe is, he's a great talker. He's great in the ring. He will make sure whatever he does gets over. Even when he fought Roman, um, what pay-per-view was that, Backlash? It was backlash this year. Shouldn't have been the main event. I think it, it should have no. been the main. No, it shouldn't. Not, uh, over, not over the not over the belt. Make no. the belt look yeah. weak. Yeah, yeah, it did. Right, but the belt. Which belt? The, the WWE the, title. Oh, uh, the say, real belt. I'm about to say the, the real, the real, the real belt. Yeah. Which, I no, I get y'all on that. I, I I totally understand on that. But you know, Joe helped that match out, even though that match was a little bit, a little bit rushed because it was at the end. But I you know. Why they going? 11, 30, 12 ish now. <laughs> the Yo. Shit doesn't make any sense. You got me regretting. That's my, that's my, yeah. that's my true hill ace porter. True, <laughs> true hill porter? Yeah, true hill porter. True hill ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sound better. True hill ace. But as far as Joe, I think, you know, Joe need, needs to get to win. So, you know, because AJ's getting stale. I love AJ to death, but this title reign. Ah. <laughs> He put on mediocre matches with Shinsuke Nakamura. Who fought it? Really? <laughs> can can you compare it? Can we do we should we? Shall we? we the, the best match they had between Shinsuke and AJ, it was a random smackdown where 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 Shinsuke was in a was in full hill mode and that shit was connecting on a different level. That was the best match they had. I didn't like. You don't want to know what happened with that, and it's and it's sad and it's unfortunate. And before I go forward, if I feed you, if I feed you chicken salad, it tastes good, right? If I feed you chicken shit, you can know the difference, right? I don't have to elaborate. I'm not trying to compare. You just know the difference. The problem with that was Tommaso Ciampa and fucking Johnny Gargano tore the fucking roof off the building. Not even 24 hours before that. So to go from that into the last man standing, that shit was underwhelming. Uh, yeah, that, that's, 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 that sounds like your problem. 
We as wrestling fans do this too much. We try to compare things. Whether we, yes, you are because you you're comparing the, the that to that Champa and Gargano. You're saying it's a letdown. You're saying it's a letdown in comparison. If I give you chicken shit right now, you know the taste. You you know I don't have to. But that's not that's not chicken shit. The Shinsuke and AJ is is a small piece of chicken. You gave me a piece of that chicken salad and you put it on a plate for me. It's not a full meal. No, it's not the same as Gargano and Ciampa. That's a chicken salad. That's delicious. But if you give me some chicken, it's going to feed me, isn't it? I guess maybe it was the low blow shit. The, the Too many low blows. I didn't like the end. I didn't like the ending. I feel like the ending made him look weak. I just, I just didn't feel it. You're a Shinsuke fan. I'm a AJ. I'm a, I'm a AJ Styles fan. Also, I'm a fan of all great work. I felt underwhelmed at Mania. I was there. Like, that's it. A lot of that has to be another. That's another match for the fans. The fans and the time had a lot time to do with that. Fans, yeah. I was like, fans that up. that's it. And then we move forward. I'm like, that's the ending. Yeah, like, well, what the fuck? Know, the crowd was tired. You gotta take into account how long was the pre-show. I would say more than anything, though, it's more to do with Wrestle Kingdom 10 is an AJ, AJ and Shinsuke match that yeah. was probably put together by AJ and Shinsuke. And, we spoke yeah. we and WrestleMania 34 and every single match since then has been produced by Michael P.S. Hayes or Tyson Kidd. Or That's what I'm saying. Like, let those guys... Done. It's not done let those guys. Let those guys cut loose. Why the fuck did y'all bring them here? Why did y'all rival? That was the only thing that could rival uh, Kenny Omega and, and fucking Okada. There, there's only a few guys in WWE who they let have like a full range of putting their matches together. And that's Chris Jericho when he comes in. AJ gets some type of freedom, it seems like. But it's really Cena, Taker, and Triple H. That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. Why, why give him all that money and bring him in here? You know what we're thinking is going to happen, and then y'all underwhelm us, and then moving forward, it's like, why would you put someone, never has WWE signed a megastar, superstar, went out their way to put them on WWE.com so that the casual fans can know exactly who the fuck Shinsuke is, have him debut with some fire-ass music, have his best match, his first match be his best match in WWE, face Sami Zayn, that shit was insane, have him come up, Jobbed a, a fucking jobber and 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 uh ah fucking the modern day Maharaja have him lose twice to him and then have him lose another fucking three four times to AJ. You had him lose six title matches. Why would you do that to a talent? You have to look at, you have to look at his whole main roster run. He came in, he was supposed to feud with the Miz. Then they decided, no, we're gonna put the Miz on Monday Night Raw. So then he was stuck with Dolph Ziggler. And we've already talked about I feel like Dolph Ziggler is stale as a car. Yeah, he's like stale as a exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna go through everything with you guys. I'm gonna go through I'm gonna go down memory lane. He got the stale cardboard sandwich that we talked about before, known as Dolph Ziggler. Then he got the trash bag name. Baron Corbin after that oh, at, at Battleground had a forgettable match there. Then they was like, we're going to use you to build up our international exposure uh, mission called Jinder Mahal. And he lost to him twice in ridiculously horrible matches. Right. Then they used him as not the, the third wheel, 
not the fourth wheel, but the fifth wheel in the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens storyline. Yes, I don't think anybody remembers that. Remember that and that was his buildup before he won the Royal Rumble. So where was he supposed to go? Once he won the Royal Rumble, everybody was like, oh, he's good again. He's good. He, it was a great Royal Rumble. That Royal Rumble this year was one of the best ever. Yeah. But everybody thought he was supposed to be good after that. He versed uh, Rusev after that at Fastlane. That, that was a pretty, that yeah, was a pretty good match. And then the, even the rivalry with AJ up until WrestleMania for a while, it was just, oh, this is a dream match. We're going to let it happen. Then they started doing the they old need to face. They started to try to develop a story, and you started to see that he was leaning towards the hillside. This heel run has been much better than the past year before that but yeah. still he hasn't had a memorable rivalry yet yeah. it's that's that's the main thing you have to have a memorable rivalry in the wwe or a memorable match and that's what aj styles did and that's what shinsuke nakamura is not doing yeah. and it's not even well said it's not and with all that being said that's fucking vince for you yeah. it's not even his fault but my thing is why make fans not care about a talent that can still go, that can still produce? If you wanted him to be in the U.S. title picture, you should have just put the U.S. title on him and left him there and had him move up. If you weren't ready, if you're not fucking ready for a Japan talent to hold belts, don't have Asuka fucking losing to Carmella. See what I'm saying? Don't have her win the first ever Women's Royal Rumble with a job out to everybody. Exactly. <laughs> If you losing to Charlotte is not a big deal to me, but the way she did it. Lost to Charlotte, and then like the next week she gets pinned by one of the iconics. Well, not Becky got pinned, but she lost that match. She lost that yeah. match. She lost that match and then jobbed to Carmella. That's yeah, Carmella. That was basically the equivalent of yeah. Binder and, and Nakamura. Yeah. That's basically. She could have. She could have. Uh, I feel like Carmella could have cashed in at Mania and pinned Charlotte after. Oscar did the work. Oscar could have been outside. We could have kept the streak. At least she could have had that. You lose the streak. You don't win the belt. Now you're. What's the rule about the triple threat? Person who don't get pinned don't lose. Exactly. Exactly. He's still he's still undefeated. Yeah, yeah. But they they fucked that up. I I vented and 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 was pissed about that for months. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna address that shit. Neither neither the Hulk Hogan bullshit. I'm not talking about that shit anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your fuck Hulk Hogan challenge is still out there, uh, people. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Y'all, what else y'all, y'all fucking with? We, only, we are. We only gotta talk about. And see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're actually late to our own meetup now. Um, actually, um, the first annual, um, True Hills Jobber Tears and Wrestle Cave uh meetup. We we about to head over there. Um, this is dope. I, I can sit here and talk to them fucking forever. Um, great. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, the, uh, POV. Oh yeah. We got a special show. Um, we're doing, um, the camera is actually, uh, charging right now. Uh, it's going to debut to YouTube very, very soon. Um, my first guest, you know, SP. And and my man Dre here, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna keep it a secret right now. And um, we gonna we just gonna drop it on you. You never know. Keep your uh notifications on. Um Ace Porter, this is Wrestle Cave, Jabra Tears, um uh, True Hills. Um you know. Chicago. Chicago, gotta plug that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chicago. Oh yeah. I will be on True Hill Heat in Chicago. Um Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we gonna get it in, man. This is this. We're just we just getting started, man. So so stay stay uh, stay tuned, man. We out.